All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nobody Asked the Podcast. I am, of course, really excited to be here. I, I love recording this podcast, especially in recent episodes. I feel like if you've been listening to the recent episodes and interacting online um, on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it may be, you know how like involved I've been like live streaming as well. Like I, I've been talking to everybody about the the episodes and that's really interesting and cool because like if you want community you you can find it it might take time it will take a lot of effort but if you if you let the course of action go I think that that can be applied to anything like if you want something you don't have to necessarily wait in terms of time or wait in terms of the amount of effort you put in but it's it's sometimes like just a I think it's a addition of both of those things actually really like you'll have to serve your time and you'll have to serve your effort and sometimes the time is an hour sometimes the time is five years and sometimes the effort is minimal and the time is ten years you know what I mean you you'll figure out your um what you have to do to get whatever you want on the other side of everything. And I think that's the hardest part about like anything that you want is that you don't know how much you need to put in to get to where you got to go until after. But I think that's that's a, a good thing because then you're forced. And this is why people say, I love the journey. And I love how I'm just getting straight into it. That's why people say you have to love the journey because you don't know necessarily when something's going to happen. You might think, okay, my race or my concert or my um, essay or the job promotion day is on set date. And all you can do is try up until that day. And if it's not your day, it's not your day. But it's about the journey, right? If you're so focused on the day, you're not going to realize that, you know what, maybe you're not supposed to do well that day. Maybe you're supposed to do 10 times better than that after, you know, or maybe you're supposed to do even better than that on the day. You have to prepare yourself. It's almost like, you know, if you go train, I don't know if this is relatable, but if you train for a 5k race, right? And you're like, okay, on the day I want to hit this time and run this quick, which is the same thing. Um, and I want to feel this way and I do this and that. And then you work one day and you're like, okay, I didn't, I didn't hit the intervals. I didn't, uh, I didn't hit the times I wanted in, in my training. Okay. This, this sucks because I'm thinking I want to, I want to do this on this certain day and I'm so far away from it. But if you realize that, you know what, you might have had a really bad training day on day one, but if you come back on day two and do what you need to do on day two, whether that's recovery, whether that's an easier session, a harder session, whatever it may be, you're getting up on day two and then you're getting up on day three and four and all the way until the race, right? But if you just beat yourself up every day because you're not where you want to be on race day, you're never going to get to race day with the mental that you need, right? Because you've been beating yourself up for, say, like 30 days of training, right? So physically, you might be where you want to be, 
I love how I just never turn off my notifications. Uh, physically, you might be where you want to be because you like beat yourself up every day and wanted to work. But mentally, you're not going to be present. You're going to be like, okay, here it is. I need to do well because this is the day. This is the day I need to do well. I've been trying so hard for this. And yeah, you can have that mindset and those words can be like coming out of your mouth and uh, or circling around your brain on the day. But it's it's the energy behind it. So instead of like worry, like, okay, so here's the pinnacle of my success, my training, be like, well, I spent the last 30 days knowing what I needed to do every single day, or maybe not knowing what I needed to do every day, but trying my hardest every day. And that's where I come from. You have to come from a place of a good foundation. I think that's what it is for like anything. And I think that's what I'm realizing now that if you feel like you've put in the work and you feel like you've made strides as much as you can, you're going to come from such a more positive place than, you know, saying, you know, the opposite, the opposite, you know, you, nobody ever wants to live their life and be like, I'm not enough. You have to feel I'm enough because on the day you want to feel like I'm enough, right? So you have to train yourself every day to feel like I am enough because on the day I want to feel like enough. So if you're going to training, sorry, we're, we're going on and on about this training example, but try to just apply this wherever you are. Like if, if you are into piano and you're learning a song and you go to play every day into your lessons and, you know, you try it out, you try the full song out and you're like, I made a hundred mistakes. I'm not good at piano. You know, that's the energy you're going to bring on the day. I promise you that nothing is going to override that. You can say, you know what? I made a hundred mistakes on my song and I have about, you know, seven days, 30 days, four months to work every day that I can. That's underscore that every day that I can. So that might not mean every day. That might mean every other day. That might mean every three days. You know, you have to figure out your breaks. But the energy on the day, that's when people, that's why people say, you know, in terms of manifestation, I don't want to get too into this because I don't really know too much. But, you know, when you visualize how you want something to go, you also feel the energy and the emotions within you, right? And if you pray for something, you're thinking about, from what I know, you're thinking about what you want, how you'll feel, how you want it to go, and then you have to open your eyes, whether it be manifestation or prayer or whatever it may be, and realize that that is the energy that I need to keep, you know? So maybe this hasn't really tied into <laughs> the episode fully. It, the episode is about kinds of heartbreak, but I think that on the lives a lot recently, and just in the general sphere of like the internet, we're talking a lot about goal setting and desire and manifestation and all of that. And I think that that's been a huge part of the online like community that I have right now. And we're, we're kind of talking about sort of these things along with um, last week was what's your biggest mistake. And I, I have had so many good conversations with, with you talking about 
you know, what's your biggest mistake? And just the aspects of that. Uh, of that. Um, so we, we talked about lack of authenticity and, um, you know, maybe it's a career setback. But, but our underlying message with all of that, and I think anything, is that you have to be aware of yourself, right? So let's bring that back to working on our training program for our 5k or getting our like piano music really great for concert day you know you have to be aware of how you feel about yourself and your work because again that's the energy you're putting forward and nobody says i want to wake up and have a bad day you know Nobody says that unless it, well, I mean, if you say that, that's a, that's a weird thing to do. You should say, I, 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 I am going to practice this song and I'm going to do the best that I can because that's the energy that you're going to bring on concert day. You're not going to be on concert day and be like, I'm going to nail this piece. Well, maybe you are, maybe you are. That's not a horrible thing to do, but you can't be like unaware that you will make mistakes because if you make the tiniest mistake and you're like, I will be perfect. You know, you're, it's going to throw you off. It's going to throw you off. And you, you have to remain present with, with what you have and where you want to be. And just be a little bit more positive, you know. Um, I want to say all of this now because I feel like one day it's going to be really easy for me to be like, you guys just need to be positive, you know. Like you, you see all those people online and are like, just be positive, you know. And, and they're sitting in very expensive houses and they've had this illustrious career and you're like, easy for you to say, you know? Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the things that I'm kind of learning right now is that when they say that money doesn't buy happiness, you know, it buys you a certain level to a certain point. And I think that's something that I've read that's been studied. You know, if you hurt, hit a certain income level relative to like, you know, society, wherever you may live, it's the number's never going to be the same because currencies change, you know, it, it, uh, eco the is different in different communities. Um, but once you s hit a certain level of money, you don't really buy yourself more happiness, right? So anyways, we've talked for 10 minutes about not the topic, but we're going to get into the topic. So... We're doing four kinds of heartbreak today. Family heartbreak, romantic heartbreak, friendship heartbreak, and loss. So I have some really interesting, if I do say so myself, stories that are kind of first-person view about these four topics. And I thought that we could just go through them for the next little bit. And if you're going through heartbreak right now, or if you're not, I think that they're they're going to be good topics. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you can hear that, but I have my window open and the ambient noise, I, I don't know if it gets on your nerves. It doesn't really get on my nerves, but it, it's there and maybe the background noise cancellation will kick in, but uh, that's what that is in the background. <laughs> your, your earphones are fine or your speakers are great. It's me. It's not you. It's never, it's never you. It's always me. Um, so family heartbreak, let's start with the story. So today I want to pour my heart out about a type of heartbreak that cuts deep, the pain of a fractured family dynamic. 
The bonds that were once unbreakable now feel strained and distant, and it's a pain that has left me longing for a sense of belonging and understanding. Growing up, I had always dreamed of a picture-perfect family filled with love, support, and unending togetherness. But as time passed, unresolved issues, misunderstandings, and the weight of unmet expectations began to chip away at the foundation of our relationships. It's in these moments of reflection that I realize the importance of self-discovery and finding my own identity amidst the chaos. I am more than the sum of my family's dysfunction. I have dreams, passions, aspirations that deserve to be nurtured and celebrated. Healing from family heartbreak is a journey that requires courage, forgiveness, and, un- and <laughs> setting healthy boundaries. I'm learning to let go of the resentment that has built up over the years and replace, uh, replacing it with compassion and understanding. It's not an easy path, but it's necessary for my own well-being and growth. Creating my own version of family has become a vital part of this healing process. I've discovered that family extends beyond bloodlines and can be found in the friends we have stood uh, by through thick and thin. These chosen... (laughs) I really should learn how to read out loud. These chosen family members have provided unwavering support and have become pillars of my strength. Through this heartbreak, I'm learning that I have the power to redefine what family means to me. It's about surrounding myself with individuals who uplift me and inspire me, who see me for who I truly am, and who accept me unconditionally. It's about building a support system that encourages personal growth and celebrates each other's successes. While the scars of family heartbreak may never fully fade, I'm determined to find solace in my own healing journey. I'm embracing the lessons learned, the strength I've gained, and the resilience that continues to grow within me. Today, I choose to let go of pain that has held me captive for far too long. I choose to forgive, (laughs) not for the sake of others, but for my own liberation. I choose to set healthy boundaries and protect my heart, knowing that I deserve love and respect. In this process of healing and rebuilding, I'm discovering that I am capable of creating my own sense of belonging and finding joy outside the confines of broken family bonds. I'm finding solace in knowing that my worth isn't defined by the dysfunction, but rather by the love and strength I have within. So, Just process that for a second. I, you know, I like this subject because I think that it emphasizes that, you know, a lot of the time our family will always be there, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing or you have no thoughts on it. One of the things that will not always be there are the people that aren't tied to us in that way. So our friends, right? The people we work with. So if, you know... A one of our friends is just not good for us. You have to have to distance yourself. And I will never say to cut somebody off. I will never say that. I will say to, you need to find a healthy distance because if you're already having the thought of, well, you know, I'm sure you've listened to this and thought of certain family members or even certain friends that you're like, you know what? Maybe the dynamics here aren't great. Maybe I deserve better. If you're already having those thoughts, 
just take one step at a time and distance yourself. Don't do it all at once. Don't just ghost them because it will never work. I've tried ghosting people. For me, it doesn't work. I'm always like, okay, well, that was a fun day of just not answering my texts. Now I got to do it because, you know, um, I, I, I want to. You know what I mean? And also just like, some people might take inventory about their lives and realize that the people around them are not the people they want for their future. So if you think of your future self um, and think, okay, the future me is surrounded by people who have dinner together. It's a big group of friends that has dinner together whether it be once a month, once a week, whatever it may be, or once every six months, and we all come together and it's really fun and really great. Or the future me has a group of friends that consists of three people and we see each other every day. Or the future me has one friend and they're a really great friend and that's all I need. You know? But numbers aside, it's about how those people make you feel. So is future me worrying about whether to double text somebody. That's the thing that really gets to me. I'm like, if you're worrying about double texting somebody, are they the person for you? Because we've all been there. Like, okay, why aren't they answering? Should I text them again? Should I not text them again? If you don't feel comfortable communicating with somebody, that's like rule number one. You have to, like in any relationship, all relationship advice starts with communication. You have to have communication. And if you can't text each other, as much as you want or as little as you want, maybe you're not for each other in that capacity, you know? Maybe you got to find somebody who is, you know? Um, And I think that family dynamics is a little harder because, you know, if you live at home, your family, if you're living with your family, they're right there. They are right there. And that can be hard. Um, So you you got to... Find different ways to create that distance. And a lot of the time, if you're living under the same roof as the people that you realize aren't really for you or your future self, the distance has to be proximity-wise, obviously, because you're under the same roof. So are you taking the bus home? Are you walking home to spend more time with yourself? Are you scheduling time with friends so you have a balance between how much time you spend with the people that you know you need to spend less time with and the people that you need to spend more time with? Are you spending more time even under the same roof, but still just with yourself watching your favorite movies, reading a book, doing your studies, working? Are you journaling? What are you doing? Like you have to find the balance. And I think that take, it takes a long time because it's like, even if you are in your room, you're like, oh my gosh, they are on the other side of that door. They are there. And our family dynamic is not great right now. And I wish I was somewhere else. But really, there's a door separating you, as, you know, in this example anyways. So if that's for you, you have to realize there's a door separating me. I can't anticipate them walking through that door. I can't anticipate myself walking out that door per se. Um, what I can anticipate is the time I have in this moment to do what I want to do. And that is watch my favorite TV show. You know, I think that, uh, you have to watch your thoughts in that sort of situation. You have to be mindful of how much 
balance do I have or not have between what I currently have and what I want in the future? So if what you want in the future is a situation in which you feel at peace in your own house, try to find a way to feel at peace in your own house. So if that means watching Netflix in your room instead of in the living room or in the basement instead of the living room or cooking food when nobody's there or cooking food when people are there but you have your headphones in, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, you got to figure it out. So that's family heartbreak. And that can be a really, really tough one. And if you're listening to this and wondering, you know, I think this applies to me. I'm not sure, but I think it does. And I think it's time to do a little research on it. You know, there's a lot out there. You have to be careful, but there's a lot out there. And uh, I wish you well. That I think the hardest kind of heartbreak are the ones between the people that you're very attached to, obviously. You know, it, it sounds so simple. Like the ones you're really attached to uh, are, are the hardest heartbreaks to break or to make. But anyways, romantic heartbreak. You know, I can't say a ton about this subject, but I like the story. I think it's interesting. And love is one of those things that, you know, it happens and heartbreak happens and, uh, you know, roll with the punches. You'll get through it. You'll get through everything. Um, even if the moment doesn't feel right, I don't know. You know, I think, uh, I'm not going to go on. I'm, ta- I'm talking too much and you're not hearing the stories. So romantic heartbreak. Okay. So here's the story. It's been a whirlwind. Oh, my computer has turned off. Oh, here we are. It's been a whirlwind of emotions lately, and my heart feels like it's been shattered into a million pieces. Today marks the end of a passionate love affair that I thought would last a lifetime. The abruptness of it all has left me feeling lost, confused, and heartbroken. I can't help but replay the memories in my mind, where, wondering where it all went wrong. The laughter, the shared dreams, the promises of forever, they all feel like distant echoes now. But amidst this pain, I know deep down that there's a silver lining waiting to be discovered. As the days pass, I find solace in the quiet moments of self-reflection. I've come to realize that my worth and happiness should never never be dependent on someone else. Love should enhance our lives, not define them. It's a lesson learned the hard way, but one that empowers me to cherish my own worth and embrace my independence. Rediscovering who I am without this relationship is both terrifying and exhilarating. I'm taking this time to nourish my soul, to pursue my passions, and to surround myself with the people who truly uplift me. It's in these moments of self-discovery that I find strength, resilience, and a renewed sense of purpose. The road to healing may be long, but I'm determined to emerge from this heartbreak stronger and wiser. I've started practicing self-care, indulging in activities that bring me joy, and leaning on my support system for guidance and encouragement. It's through these small steps that I'm slowly piecing myself back together. I've learned that love doesn't always come in the form we expect, and sometimes heartbreak is the universe's way of redirecting us to a greater path. So I'm choosing to trust in the journey, to believe that there's love out there meant just for me, a love that will complement and support the person I've become. 
Today, I'm embracing the pain as a teacher, understanding that heartbreak doesn't define me, but serves as a catalyst for growth. I'm grateful for the lessons learned, for the strength I found within myself, and the future that lies ahead, filled with infinite possibilities. With each passing day, I'm writing a new chapter, one that celebrates self-love, resilience, and the unwavering belief that I'm deserving of a love that will suppress even my wildest dreams. So, if you're currently going through romantic heartbreak, or I think that a lot of people listening to this podcast might be forced to reevaluate their lives a little bit, and I'm sorry if that brings a lot of heartbreak in and of itself. Maybe I should have started the podcast like this, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully you've lasted this long in the episode and you're still listening. Um, but I think it's, it's the same with romantic heartbreak. You know, sometimes it just happens out of the blue. Like you make the decision or they make the decision and they say, okay, I think we're done. And then, you know, one of the things that this story touched on is the fact that you have to figure out who you are without this person, right? They should compliment you is another, another point that they made. They're an addition to your life. Everybody is an addition to your life. They need to be adding to it. And they might not be adding much, but they need to be adding something way more than they're taking away. And if you believe that they should only be adding to your life, Maybe that's that, you know? There's always a give and take, but I think that, you know, there should always be much, much more addition than subtraction. And it's not always going to be that way. You know, there might be periods where, you know, a friend is going through a hard time and they really can't be as supportive as they have been. So you need to give the support that they need in that time. But if if you believe that this friendship will take a turn and remain balanced in some sort, then you put in that time. If you don't, it's okay. And it's the same with romantic heartbreak, you know. Um, If you have any thought that you deserve better, you deserve better. That's just, it's so much easier said than done, and it's going to take time for you to process that. And uh, that time happens a lot in heartbreak where you realize, you know what? I don't know what my routine is like without somebody else. Who, well, who am I? What am I doing without somebody else? And I think that's a part of why heartbreak happens. I think that I believe that in the grander scheme of things, everybody looks back and says that relationship ended because of this. And I learned so much and I am grateful for it. I wish Sometimes it didn't happen. I think that we can always say that, you know? We've all been through things where you're, where you're like, oh, well, you know what? Nobody else has been through a heartbreak like that. Why did, why did I have to go through a heartbreak like that? And, well, one thing that just came to mind is that, you know, maybe you didn't go through the same heartbreak as other people because you already saw that heartbreak happen. You already took those lessons that you've seen other people go through now it's your turn to experience a lesson. And you might be the lesson for other people. You know, if you've learned something from another relationship, you're probably not going to experience it yourself. And if you do, it's because you didn't take everything that you needed from that lesson from that other relationship. 
because you are your own self and you come from a different place than the example in front of you, right? I hope you're following me. I'm getting very, very, not meta, but very complex here. So if you see person A and B and you see a lesson happen, you're like, okay, I'll never do that. And then that lesson happens to you. Guaranteed that lesson didn't happen in the same way, right? So if somebody else handed in an essay and it was all grammar mistakes and you said, okay, well, on my essay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spell that word that way. I'm not gonna put that word in that in that context, and my grammar is gonna be better. And then you you submit your paper and it's all grammar mistakes. I'm guarantee you you didn't make the same grammar mistakes. And that's kind of the same thing with life lessons, you know. You you don't realize the lessons that you need to learn until after. And a lot of those times, those lessons are a little bit different than the ones you see. That's what makes life unique, right? Um, so let's move on to um, this third one here, friendship heartbreak. And I think there we have one more after that. It's called loss heartbreak. And I think that I'm going to leave that for TikTok. I think I'm going to make that segment on TikTok. So if you haven't followed me on there yet, it, the link is in the description and um, I'll be, it'll be on Instagram as well, probably. But um, let's do friendship heartbreak to round out the episode. And if this is too much heartbreak for you, it's been 30 minutes of this and I'm sorry, but it's almost over. I don't know. I'll see you next week. It won't be about heartbreak, probably. Well, I hope. Likely not. I th- Today's episode wasn't supposed to be about uh, heartbreak, but it is. <laughs> I changed the topic at the very last minute because I thought, I'm not feeling this episode yet. And th- I guess that's just a gut feeling, right? I'm enjoying this episode much, much more because I had a thought, oh, what if I made it about heartbreak? And then I said, okay, let's roll with it. Let's Let's create some content for this. Let's figure it out. And I'm enjoying it so much more than my other topic. And maybe next week I'll enjoy that other topic. Maybe I'll be able to build the foundation that I just wasn't seeing, you know? And it's, it's, that's a part of life, you know, figuring out when you need to pivot, figuring out what your gut feels. That's so important. I've not taken jobs because of how interviews have gone feeling really like oh I would have to see this person every day and even though I really need money and I really want a job and this would be an awesome job I don't know if I'm able to sacrifice myself for this and I think that's maybe I shouldn't get into this but I'll I'll say very quickly that I watched a video that said that if you're in a position where you are betraying yourself you're in the wrong position and that's all I'll say. You got to think about that. If you feel like you're betraying yourself, don't do it. And your idea of what betraying yourself is might be different from what truly is betraying yourself. So you got to think about that as well. So friendship heartbreak. So this person says, today I'm grappling with a heartbreak that's unique in its own right. The agony of a fractured friendship. It's a pain that cuts deep, leaving behind a void where once laughter trust and unwavering support thrived. There was a time when we were inseparable, sharing secrets, dreams, and endless adventures. We were like two peas in a pod, united by an unbreakable bond. 
But as life unfolded its unpredictable course, misunderstandings and conflicts began to weave their way into a once harmonious friendship. The pain of losing a close friend is like a storm brewing inside. Casting dark clouds over cherished memories and shared experiences, it's difficult to fathom how something so beautiful could crumble under the weight of disagreements and hurtful words. In the midst of this heartbreak, I found solace in the lessons I'm learning along the way. Communication, we talked about this, is the lifeblood of any relationship, and I now understand its power to bridge gaps and mend broken bonds. I've come to realize that open and honest dialogue is the key to resolving conflicts, clearing misunderstandings, and preserving the precious connection we once had. I said that weird, precious. (laughs) Forgiveness, too, plays a pivotal role in the process of healing. It's an act of liberation, freeing both the giver and the receiver from the shackles of resentment and anger. This is a very dramatic story. By extending forgiveness, I'm choosing to release the pain that holds me captive, and I'm opening myself up to the possibility of rebuilding trust and rekindling our friendship. Through this heartbreak, I've discovered the importance of surrounding myself with supportive relationships. While one bond may have fractured, there are others who remain steadfast and true. These friends lend a listening ear, offer comforting words, and remind me that I'm not alone on this journey. Their unwavering support acts as a healing balm for my wounded heart. Jeez. Friendship heartbreak reminds me of the fragility and resilience of human connections. It teaches me that no relationship is immune to challenges, but it's how we navigate these challenges that truly define the strength of our bonds. And before I go on, I want to just talk about a little concept before I forget. It's the concept of that every relationship is about rupture and repair. So you're ne- you might think, I want the best, best friend or best romantic partner in my life and I never want us to disagree and it's going to be so awesome and we're just going to be like the best of friends and you know that's awesome and you know what I think that that's possible I think that it's possible to be 90% or 95% of the time the best of friends and you're getting along and it's great and you should strive for 100 because if you strive for the stars you're gonna at least land on like the moon or whatever that quote says and um another part of that is though realizing that every relationship is about rupture and repair so you're going to have to break you're gonna have to be like okay we disagree on this but you have to be at the end of the day say okay so we disagree but we can move past it we can move on And if you realize that there's too many ruptures and you can't really move on, maybe that friendship isn't for you. That's how you know. You know when you need to give up a friendship or another relationship when there's too many ruptures and you don't think that um, you can come back. And sometimes the rupture is so big that you have to take six months and be like, I don't want to see this person. I don't want to talk to them. And that's that. And maybe you, the rupture is so big that you believe that I will never see this person again. But in the grand scheme of things, you come back a year later and you're like, actually, actually, I needed the time to think over things. I think you needed the time to think over things and uh, you can come back. And that's when repair happens, you know? So moving on, moving on. 
It's a reminder to cherish the friends who stand by us through thick and thin, to appreciate the moments of joy and laughter we share, and to nurture these relationships with love, kindness, and understanding. As I reflect on this heartbreak, I'm filled with a mix of emotions. There's sadness for what has been lost, but also gratitude for the beautiful memories we once created together. I'm hopeful that time and healing will guide us back to each other, perhaps even stronger than before. In this moment of introspection, I'm choosing to focus on personal growth and self-love. I'm allowing myself to heal, to grow, through, to grow from the lessons learned, and to embrace new friendships that come my way. Life is a series of, a series of connections. My God, I need to learn how to read it. And though some may break, there's always the opportunity for new bonds to form, enriching our lives in unimaginable ways. So I think that, you know one of the hardest things to realize and learn is that if you are truly in the moment, you are truly processing how you feel in the moment. So just take a second and be like, okay, I'm sitting on a chair or I'm in bed or I'm on the couch or I'm driving. I'm driving. You should really be focusing if you're driving or I'm on the bus or I'm on a train. I'm on a plane. I want to be on a plane. Um, <laughs> wherever you may be, where, what's my location? What's the time? What's the date? What am I wearing? Who am I? How do I feel? How do I feel is a very important one. How do I feel right now? And then if you have a thought of, okay, right now I'm going through a friendship heartbreak. How do I feel about that friendship heartbreak? What's the most prominent thought about that friendship heartbreak? And how do I feel about it? Okay, that's how I feel about it. Back to the present moment. Okay, so I've thought about it. I know how I feel about it. I'm going to have to work through that. Eventually, if you just acknowledge where you are, you know, everything you go through is a lesson. Even if you don't want it to happen, you have to realize it's happening for a reason. And that that's so hard because you're like, so why did I have to lose my best friend and now I used to see them all day and now I'm not seeing them or anybody else because they were actually my only friend. You know what I mean? Um, and this time where you're separated from this person you saw all the time is teaching you something. That reason why your bond broke is teaching you something. And you just have to take it one step at a time. I think a lot of the time it's like that. Is it Jordan Sparks who sings that song one step at a time? I think it is. Let me know. Um, but that's the episode on heartbreak. We did three different types of heartbreak. We did family, romantic, and friendship. And loss is going to be online. So follow me online and hear about how loss heartbreak can be a thing. Because I think that there's a lot of different aspects to all of these things. And when I speak about these stories, it, it touches on a lot of different ones. But there's a lot more that are even out there. So if you if this got you thinking, like go online, research it, do a little journal entry, and uh, let me even know what you find. This has been Nobody Asked the Podcast, and this show publishes every Wednesday on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. So that's Spotify, which also does music, um, <laughs> obviously. And also Apple and Google have podcasts, apps, and there's a lot of other places 
that this show is... Now there's somebody with a jackhammer outside my window. So I think this is a perfect sign that the podcast episode needs to end. It's not a, it's not a jackhammer. It's somebody with a leaf blower. All right. So this has been Nobody Asked the Podcast. Again, it's been a pleasure. And I hope that you join me next week. So put on your notifications and I'll, you'll hear from me next week. You'll hear from me next week. I, you can tell I need to stop talking because not only do I need to drink water, I'm starting to um, speak weirdly. Okay, I'll see you next time.